hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. Yo, 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 what's happening, everybody? How y'all doing? And we're coming at you with episode 30. Yeah. Yeah, man. Trey Zero. Man. Feel me? So that's that's roughly 30-some-odd hours, man, for the people who've been sticking with us, man. Yeah, that's I a lot I appreciate of... it. So, wait, that's a lot of yeah, that's a lot of fucking time and yeah. shit. That's pretty dope. Shout out, like a whole shout out day to uh, to oh, our man. to our listeners who you know what I mean, who support. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening. Shout out to the overseas listeners. <laughs> All uh, three of you that I'm aware of. <laughs> shout out to uh, that's how it starts, you know, man. That's how it shout starts. out to our female listeners. No, I I really appreciate that. I, Listen, it's really easy to get a bunch of niggas to listen to you. Like, niggas are stupid, <laughs> so they'll listen to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm very happy that there is a consistent female listenership. Like, that makes me happy. That is pretty You know dope. what I mean? Like, that's an accomplishment to me because I know that I'm not particularly palatable to the average woman. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm just not. You know, and so I, I appreciate that there are women out there who who stop and, you know what I mean, can hear the voice of anger once in a while. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a unique trait. Not everyone appreciates that. But yeah, um, yeah, all of our listeners. As I get demographic breakdowns and I figure out who the hell's listening to us, I'll give more uh, targeted shoutouts. But yeah, yeah, he's watching, filming, man. So I really wonder what people are doing right now in in this time of of I'm gonna start calling it martial law because it's, it's, <laughs> listen they're beating niggas in the streets That's these days funny. and so uh, to be uh, fair how do they've been beating beating niggas in the streets long yes. before coronavirus but but the 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 um reasons in which they're willing to levy against you such as you are not wearing a piece of cloth on your face like that's wild. That's you know what I just, mean? But that's Before they'd the be like, yo, one. you had a gun. They'd say that you were doing something threatening. Listen, he was selling heroin to the children. He, They would make something up that was particularly threatening. And so you'd be like, you know what? I think you're lying. But at least you're making an effort. Now they're just like, you're not conforming to our bullshit fears. I don't know, man. I don't see no difference, bro. They they used to take the laws and make up bullshit to beat you up anyway. So you know what I'm saying? They're lowering the bar of bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> listen, listen. That's what I'm saying. There, I don't see there was it always lower. some semblance of maybe if I just do the right thing. Low. Of course, we all know that that's not true. We, <laughs> but they're they're just doing away with the facade. No, no, no. Technically, no, no. you gotta understand that there's something particularly bad when they do away with the facade. The facade is is shows a certain level of respect for something, whether it's you or like a social norm. But when they get rid of the facade, man, that's that's not good. The overt. Well, that's it. Uh, that's like that, the that's thing, though. Good. I feel like they didn't get rid of it. I feel like the facade was never there. I feel like they got rid of the facade. Nah, ages nah, there ago. was definitely a facade. Oh, there was yeah. definitely okay. a facade, and that's yeah. why. And that's why there are a significant portion of people who don't see it. I'm not. And and we both agree it's there. That's not where we're not talking about the ontology of the of the existence of of racism and racial bias in policing. We know that. I'm just I'm just saying that. That by that that facade that would that 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 thin veil that was placed before, 
whether whether it was effective, I'm, I I'd agree. It's being on our side of it is obviously not effective. You know what I mean? Because you see it directly to people who you're close to, but the fact that they're not even willing to the the fact that that they broadcast to the general public that we will just beat black people for as little as not wearing a mask in public that's wild that's wild that's wild yeah, because they don't handle wild, definitely the, the, you know what i mean like but it, it's no different i mean it it's definitely like the reports have been coming in from overseas like in india they were just caning niggas in the street. Yep. You know what I mean? In Africa, they had um they had Maasai warriors beating people with uh, whips. Oh, in Tanzania? Yeah. Yeah, in uh, uh in um Oh man, where was it? Uh Oh, the Philippines. Duterte was just like, "Oh, just shoot niggas in the street." Yeah. And I'm just like, "Yo, wow, but bro." But he said that really? policy before, you know yeah. what I mean? He's he on generally his bike squad. says shoot on sight for yeah. anything. For, for misdemeanors, son. drug dealers. Misdemeanors, son. The territory's like, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so how does one stave off loneliness, loneliness in this time of martial law? Low. I don't know, man. It, it's, a, it's an appreciating question, you know what I mean? You better get acquainted with Pamela Henderson and Manuela. Yeah, but, you know, it's funny, and, and, and I, don't, I don't bring that up entirely too offhandedly because the health departments in several states are starting to put out advisories as to suggested sexual habits i'm like yo <laughs> this shit is crazy bro like there's no yo, it's funny there's no boundary that they're just not willing just to just walk right past yo son worry about your people when when they have to be instructed to pleasure themselves you feel me when you need uh, uh the governing body of health to be like yo you guys should masturbate every once in a while. I think y'all niggas need some help. You feel me? I think you're a little bit behind the curve if you need someone to point that out to you. But the thing is, is that I think that rightfully a lot of people might not be, they might see this as this might be going on for a long time. So to abstain for that level of time might be outside of some people's uh, uh, self-control. What and now, else I'm is not you saying... gonna do, man? What else is there to do? <laughs> All I'm saying is, is that for those out there who are listening, who are having struggles with this, what does one do you know, to combat loneliness in the time of the Roni? I was actually pondering the opposite this morning. I was like, "Yo, imagine how many um Corona babies are about to be born in nine months from now." You feel me? It's like I feel like there's gonna be a huge boon for people that are forced to be together. Uh, uh, during this, this well, I don't know. Time. I think you know, and and not for nothing. I think that um, I think that like, and I'm gonna say something that's probably not gonna be a popular thought, <laughs> but like, whatever education you need to go through to become an abortion doctor, you should. Low, because right now is the time. <laughs> Mistake babies. Left, right, right now is the time. If you could offer discreet, safe, and 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 trustworthy abortions, shit, <laughs> my nigga, yo, your practice is booming, booming. But it, I'm, I'm, and and that, you know what I'm just saying, like, 
you're because people do like the self-control to actually like abstain for a substantial amount of of months from sex in the in the in the you know service of trying to you know maintain a certain social order because why do you need to abstain from sex well not everybody lives down the street from their pussy like but if you know she ain't got it i mean what's that's and she nah, got a car. I mean, you are you gonna trust a woman who hasn't been in your sight for more than eighteen hours? Uh, I only fuck adults, <laughs> so yes, joking. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Nah, but um, no, no, you're absolutely right. But I think that they, I think that the implication is that if you're leaving your home to go meet up with them solely for that activity. It's not worth it because in the interim of time in which you've last seen that person, they could very well just be out in public and they could have walked through those <laughs> magical pockets of air that have the coronavirus. To be in fair. Because you know how to, that's what they're saying. There are saying. lots of stupid. Yes. If you, if, if you don't, if you ain't got a, a reliable significant other like so that, I could definitely see that's that. The, that's the, I think the implication that they're putting forth. I, I got listen you. To, yeah, I, that I makes sense. Listen, that makes sense. Yeah, Final Fantasy Seven came out, and I'm gonna get into that next. But like, yo, give me a good new release drop, my nigga. What? <laughs> but no, I, I can see where Locked they're coming down? from. I though. didn't even notice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, yeah, I think that there there's something to be said as what are substantive ways not just to kill your time, but to kill your time in the service of staving off that 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 personal loneliness that tends to come. Read a book, read a book, read a motherfucking book. And not for nothing, man. I like playing Final Fantasy VII remake. Like it's, I'm starting. I haven't played a AAA RPG recently, so I haven't played like Witcher three, um, any of those really big ones that have the good voice acting and the writing and the voiceovers like you, you know you got to remember like well i'm sure you do you still play a lot of old rpgs it it's not that immersive final fantasy 7 was not this fucking immersive <laughs> like it was hard to put down but mainly because it was such a new raw experience this game in particular like let me not even we'll we'll get into that but video games great way to spend your time but not not like like you know like sports games are like you know the magazines of the video game world you know what i mean like if you're not really playing no because like okay if i'm like yo what you read what were you reading the other day obviously i'm talking about a book not a magazine you know what i mean like right, don't right. tell me what magazines you're reading like that doesn't count same thing like if you play video games, like if I'm like, yo, you play video games, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you play, do you tell me NBA, 2K? I'm gonna be like, no, no, you don't actually play video games. You know what I mean? Like, like people who like, who who like pastries and consider themselves foodies. I'm like, you're not a foodie. You're a fat ass. You just you like to eat sweet shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those things. And so, video games are a great way to spend your time, but only if you play games that are engrossing you know what i mean and i'm sure that there's a lot of 
action RPGs that that are engrossing. I don't play many of them, and I don't play a lot of fighting games, even though I've heard that their storylines are becoming more and more um, engaging and and fleshed out. But um, like a good JRPG, that's always been my shit. And and I and I love me an old school JRPG, man. I have no problem with pixel art. You know what I mean? Like yeah, thirty two bits is about as powerful as a uh, of a of a graphical processor as you need to satisfy my my needs for mostly yeah give us some crisp crisp, crisp yeah. pixels and, I, and i'm with it I'm, I'm down for it but boy man anyway let me stop going off into final fantasy 7 remake i, I mean why don't you just go into that i'm gonna go like into you... it because i want to talk about because i want to segue into that topic more i want to i want to bullshit about this because when i go off into that it's gonna be just that for a while. So I'm trying to get some 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 content prior to that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Do you do anything in particular outside of gaming? Uh, I read a, books. Like I I read um a lot of mangas. I was catching up on some. Well, I didn't catch up, but there there have been some mangas and manhwas that um I've been meaning to check out. Mm-hmm. So I caught up with one this weekend. I've still. I want to uh, start the Fire Force manga as well as the uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba, the Demon Slayer mm-hmm. manga, okay. both of those, because both of those are pretty far along. Um, unfortunately, the manhwa that I started, it was only 90 issues, and I finished that in like a couple hours. So. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, that one was pretty good. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing. It was just a combination of like a, a home exercise, um, reading, uh, thinking about writing and um writing's uh, really hard and, to do. um uh watching a couple movies every once in a while just just kind of breaks it up but you find that fulfilling like you don't no if i were to be writing then i would find that fulfilling but everything else is just to pass the time until everything else you know until it's you time think, you think you think time's gonna come back to where it's like yeah of no? course you really think so? Yep. I think they're trying to restructure the way the world is around us. And I, I mean, think that the American public is shitty enough to let them do it. They're definitely trying, but I don't feel like um, there aren't enough pegs in place for that to really work. So even if they did try, you it, it wouldn't think? fall apart. No, they're not ready. I think it's... Well, I agree with you, but I think they're they, I think that they, they possess one thing that I personally do not have, and that's hubris. <laughs> yes, they um, will try for sure. I'm, I'm not prideful, saying they won't try, but I don't have hubris. I'm not saying they won't try, and I'm not saying to stick around and to watch <laughs> them try and see how it pans out. That's not at all what I'm saying. <laughs> all I'm saying is, like, you know, that's it. Probably, it wouldn't work. The plan wouldn't. Work yeah, yeah. I don't. It's doing. it's it's not ready yet. It's not. Unfortunately, America is one thing to like subjugate a small group of people. It's one group to subjugate a large group of people who have never experienced the idea of freedom before. But to try to turn America into one of those other countries while everybody is still mm-hmm. under the delusion that they're free, and, and that's, gonna, that's, that's where you're going to run into the problems. I, I think that America has run... The, they've run the better con. They've run the the... The psychology con, whereas you know you go to Asia and they just run the straight authoritarian <laughs> yeah con. You know what I mean? Because it's all a con, and that's the, that's yes. the crazy part. Is like yes. they're all just fucking with your head. The ruling body has to control the non-ruling it's, body. Yes, because that's the thing is is like it. It's only effective 
on the like young and developing adults like a well-developed adult doesn't need governance of that level Mm -hmm. the problem is is that capitalism in particular does a great job of creating underdeveloped adults facts yes as a societal structure you see as an economic structure it's fine but when you start to institute Capitalism as a societal structure, it creates in a, you know, underdeveloped adults. And so in that environment where your society is churning out undeveloped adults at a very rapid pace, it's easy to fool them into thinking that they need governance because each of them individually is only trained in the capitalist way of training people, which is super specialized labor each person has a super specialty that you've been developing since you were knee high you know and you just over excel it and so you yourself can very very plausibly believe oh i need somebody else to take care of all of these big (laughs) lofty governing things which is bullshit you don't need anyone to do those things, especially in a society that's been around here for more than 10 years. Those guys Any group like of people that have formed for that amount of time says, hey, if you really just want to be successful and really just want to fit in, there's rules already there. There's something that we very easily do. And so you don't need governance. It's a very natural thing for, I think, and this is um, actually a philosophical um, concept that comes from 1800s, Kropotkin and Bakunin. These are anarchist and communist thinkers, but they had these ideas of how um, society spontaneously forms. And I only say that to say, you know, this whole governance thing, it's a farce. And so... In Asian countries, you see the totalitarian, domineering, authoritarian farce. And in America, you get the psychological farce. Yeah, for sure. That's the big, you know, I, I ramble all of that just to say America chose the psychological farce. But the psychological farce, I think, is the better one. Because when you dominate someone physically, like a, they, they, like they do in Asia, um, in such a way that they just, it's overbearing you tend to the, whenever somebody rebels against it it's going to be a nasty terrible rebellion absolutely yes like all you're doing <laughs> is you're bottling up the the outrage and then when it boils over it's going to be nasty yeah there's In not America, be any way to quell that shit because they're playing with your psychology they never really incite you to the kind of anger that they should Okay, so it's easy to, when the when the Chinese government drives up the Yellow River for people who live around that to get up an insurrection and fucking go mad. You know what I mean? That's easy. But when the person you voted for doesn't actually participate in politics in the way that they presented themselves to you, you're a lot less inclined to get up in arms. And more inclined to say, hey, I'm just going to vote for different next time. And that's not a, the 
that's not a revolutionary idea. <laughs> that's not a revolutionary mode of going about things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I say all that to say America's got the good con, man. <laughs> they chose the right one, in my opinion. And so that's why I think that the facade is so important. It's part of that psychological con. You know what I mean? If they get rid of this, the, if they get rid of the facade, you're just one step to the authoritarianism. And in, I prefer this to that. You know what I mean? I'm not a fan of either. But if I had to choose, I would say the authoritarianism would be better because I feel like people would be more likely to be spurred into action. Whereas, like you said, this one keeps people from truly reacting to the situation and they just get incrementally pushed further and further into an untenable position. Yeah, but I don't want to be there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying like, because you're right. You're right. Of, like, hey, let's like my one. wet dream is that. It gets bad enough for people to stop participating, but no one has to actually, like, grab their gat and go to their job and be like, listen, I'm shutting this shit down unless you give us motherfucking health care. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping it doesn't have to get to that. And to not get to that, it would require a lot of things to happen. But, um, yeah. I don't know how we segue there from um what we do to keep ourselves sane in these these lonely days. But I mean, I, I mean, and I don't speak. I, I bring up this topic mostly for other people because I live here with Carolina and, and Kendrick. I don't have lonely moments. I don't get lonely moments. And so I do feel sympathy for, for people who, who are out there who might actually be actually quarantining you know what i mean like yeah. <laughs> actually factually not seeing anyone for days on end because i remember i went through a period where i actually didn't see some like i didn't see anyone like i genuinely knew outside of just passing like human beings mm -hmm. for like two months and that shit so hooked you know what i mean about six weeks in yeah it became very evident that like mm, not gonna do this for me. <laughs> but you're an extroverted person, though. You seem like you thrive better with people around than by yourself. Um, I'm actually I, I mean, not to be, I'm not trying to to big myself up, but I, I'm pretty balanced in that. Like, trust me, I've been sitting here for the past two days. Shout out to Carolina for letting me binge play fucking Final Fantasy VII remake. <laughs> but I, you know. I've been sitting in front of my TV for the past two and a half days solid. And so, you know, I could very well do that. And I could, and I'm not feeling fatigued. Like my eyes hurt, but <laughs> my the spirit is willing. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, it, you know, I could do very well just by myself. You know, I don't feel the urge and mostly I do stay in, inside, but yes, um, I do very much enjoy limited contact with human beings that I can appreciate. You know, um, I need that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely don't want to go without that too long. It definitely seems that I'm in the minority when it comes to, like, self-isolation. You know what I mean? I feel like most people tend to find it more of a, a burden now that they are forced to not be able to interact with other people. And I'm like, I don't really notice the difference. But, you know, you went through the military, and so you went through an extended period of being forced around... Be forced to be around people who you maybe didn't like this i, I mean true. i don't know what you're doing. this is very true yeah and so 
I mean, you, most you, you of change. Like. You fundamentally change after that yeah. kind of experience. You know, five years of being forced to do something that you definitely don't like, <laughs> you, you change. You know what I mean? You either die or you change at that point. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm very comfortable in the just chill. I like the. There's a certain peace that um, solitude brings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And it, as I said, I love the balance because. <clears throat> I do love I love me a good crowded event. Don't get me wrong, but I could absolutely do long extended periods of just speaking with myself in my head, um, realistically, because I I find it to be very gratifying to be able to like identify a flaw, come up with a plan, and still be okay with yourself. Like that's extremely <laughs> gratifying because I see some I see people who go through it. And they become so dejected, and I'm just like, "Ooh, that sucks." Right. I, I've actually learned to to appreciate that feeling of being okay with oneself. That is one of my favorite things ever. Is being comfortable in my skin. It took me a while to learn that, but it's it takes a, it's it, invaluable. It takes a lot of people a long time, and um, some people never learn it. It's yeah. and that's the part that I I kind of I, I lament for other people because it's like. Whoo, child <laughs> that kind of insecurity <laughs> like i'm insecure in certain in, in certain things for sure don't get me wrong but i'm not insecure in my like in my existence and like the the being okay with the fact that i have preferences and i don't need to validate them. you know what i mean like those yeah. kind of things yeah yeah but uh, yeah I, I spent like 10 years of like soul searching and specifically trying to figure out who i was and answer all those questions about myself so and 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 that's actually a commentary on society that i think is very appreciated in that um we need to stop fucking taking people away from that like why is it like why is it the more common experience to put that particular activity off until so late in life like what the fuck are you doing in school that's so goddamn important that you would want to put off self-actualization understanding you developing your loves like fuck that dude like no way i would do that to my kid no sir bob like i no. think in we'll most figure cases, some shit out <laughs> in most cases it's such a lack of a thing you know what i mean it's not even it's not something that people talk about it's not something that you people would, it's encourage it's totally not even put into your awareness yeah exactly but, and, but the weird part is and that that's part of it's unfortunately part of being a minority because white people don't live like that white people over actualize their children White people over-accentuate every little preference that they have and the primacy of their own desires and all of these things. And it's like, no, 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 you have to give balance. It's like, it's good to be able to identify that and grow that, but not at the expense of the greater whole that you are a part of. Right. You know what I mean? Like, at no point as an individual are you not ensconced in the world that you exist in. And so, you know, mm-hmm. it's one of those things, you know, like, we shouldn't push self-actualization off to, until too late in life, and we shouldn't take it too seriously in incomplete human beings. I you agree. Know what I mean? Yeah, it's like because sometimes we do forget that you know, man, it's a journey, and people might not be at that point in their journey, so we shouldn't just like condemn them outright for that. You know, what I mean, sure, you can still get mad if they're being dickheads, but and it would be great if like there was a. Um, 
a better understanding of of human psychology and that you know like we understand like when you look at a five-year-old you have an idea of like where they are at mentally mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah i think that once you get to 14 15 16 we've lost track of where people should are at in terms of experiences in terms of maturity in general you know what i mean yeah. it's not a hard fast rule it's not a line it's not it's just a general idea of you know most 18 year olds who go through the school system and graduate enter college at at some point if you're white you know what i mean it's a shared experience you right. know we we we've lost sight of our shared experiences and, and i think it's partially because our society doesn't generate them anymore because it doesn't need to you could just go online and subscribe to someone else's society that generates shared experiences and watch them Damn, do it that's very and that's unfortunate. not good yeah I'm, yeah i'm not i'm not advocating for that i'm just that's very unfortunate we have to start to to pay attention to those things because if not you know we'll just watch society fray away at the edges yeah you know it's until, until pretty it's strange man <laughs> the whole time when i was growing up in jamaica i used to get a lot of ass weapons for being a fella fashion so mm-hmm. it's crazy now that um instagram and stuff is out out there and it's just to see so many the follower culture the culture of being a not just oh. The followers in like I'm gonna click and follow your page, but like like you said, people just going online, seeing someone do something, and then just repeating what that person did for no other reasons than hey, click likes. You know what I mean? It's just like, why are we pursuing those experiences as as opposed to like real life, real life experiences? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I think it's because I, we've been we've been disarmed at a very um essential developmental stage and you know our schools are failing the teachers are failing that's right i said it i'm sorry but the teachers union has become uh, a, a breeding ground for ineptitude and it's it's a shame because it really is on them to to bear a huge responsibility for whether people are equipped to go into the future because parents aren't parenting anymore that's a that's been a and 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 you know what teachers if you're mad about that you you could only be mad at society because society at large agreed we're just gonna we're just not gonna support anything or anyone that would legislate or codify a a, a healthy family life you know pay family leave fuck that why you know what i mean uh uh, um affordable child care fuck that why uh free lunches for children fuck that why well, those are all the things that would make the teacher's job actually doable. <laughs> that, yep. Those are all the things that would make the teacher's job doable. Because outside of the one largest factor that contributes to a child's performance at school, which is actually their home life, go figure. <laughs> but those are the things they can actually impact. The largest contributor to how a child does is how their parents engage them at home with it. That's just... 
that is what it is. But that doesn't mean that you're completely powerless. And so, you know, if teachers unions actually supported um, people like Bernie Sanders, who actually looked for legislation that would support their profession and their, you know what I mean? That's why I'm saying, like, when I see, like, culinary unions and all these shit um, <laughs> support anyone but Bernie, it's like, there is literally no pro-union candidate other than Bernie. So if you guys support anyone other than Bernie, you just played your hand. It's just one of those things. Yep. But Bernie's no longer in the race. He's still on the ballot just so that he could try to get delegate power. But yeah, you know what I mean? This this country is really fucked. It really is. <laughs> it is. It is what it is. You know? And I'm... Listen... Honestly, and not for nothing, it might not be a good or a bad thing, but I'm I'm the band on the Titanic. I'll play. Fuck it. <laughs> we die, nigga. We all die, and I'm Titanic. going down in the most ideological fashion I can, playing my fucking fucking instrument. Fuck it. But yeah, it it is what it is, because they've set up a system that is incapable of providing what it claims it can. Mm-hmm. And that and and so it's just a matter of time until you know the system meets itself up. But anyway, <clears throat> I don't know how we got onto that. Sorry. <laughs> um. So yeah, have you been watching anything of interest lately? Uh, the only thing. What do, I think I saw. Um, I actually saw the initial D live action movie. I don't know oh, why I decided that movie was awesome. It was really sad. It was, but it was actually pretty good. It was. It's crazy how i watched the initial d um first season of the anime a while back mm-hmm. and it is fairly it's fairly faithful to be honest it's, it, i was pretty surprised how faithful it was and it was also very confused because um it's in chinese and it's a chinese movie but you know initial mm-hmm. d's an anime so i was like what's going on but anyway it, w- it was actually pretty dope uh it was the ending was kind of sad because there's like this through line there's like this understory of like shitty parents and Uh, it's just yeah it's real bad like the girl had the raw end of the deal no pun intended and like yeah it ends with her it ends with her (laughs) okay so basically her uncle is paying to have sex with her or is paying her to have sex with her and she wants to quit that and be in love with the because she is in love with the main character their childhood friends so um, the main character's best friend accidentally that sees that awkward, like right off the bat. <laughs> I told you the, but the, the sad part is like at the end when she's like, "Yo, we can't do this no more." Like, I want to be with Takumi. I want to be with Takumi, and she like leaves to go home, and uh, uh, Takumi, after winning his race like a boss, is like at her house waiting on her because her his best friend like I saw mm-hmm. had seen her and kind of tipped him off, so like. It's is you see her come out of the car and her creepy uncle comes around and hugs her, gets back in the car as she stops and turns around and sees the main character and she's just and then the main character just dips and it's really funny because she goes chase gap to the main character but that nigga's in like a full on sprint bro right? she's in like the cap have you ever seen like the the anime run yeah, where they're no, like you're not catching up on nothing side side. I was like bro you need to go way faster to catch that dude but yeah it ended up pretty sad but overall the so she stayed the, with the uncle no no I think she broke it off with him it's just that he he was just like hugging her goodbye or whatever after he dropped her off. And the main uh, character happened to see it. And he was just like, oh, word, you were sleeping with some other dude. I'm out. Fuck that. I'm going to be a street racer. 
And then he runs off into the sunset. And that's the end of the movie. And I was like, oh, man, that's rough, bro. Like, yes. you don't even know the whole story and shit. And the the sad part is, like, the main character, his deal is, like, um, his dad used to be a racer. But uh, he quit racing because he fell in love with some chick. And then he had a kid. But she ended up leaving him. So he becomes an alcoholic. And he's, like, beating his kid. And one day, like, 13, he's just like, yo, you're going to do the deliver for me up the mountain. So the kid's been actually driving up the mountain for, like, five years or shit. And his dad has been, like, teaching him because he's been getting better and better because he just wants to come back home and go to sleep. So he's been getting better and better. You know how these anime stories go. Your parents make you do yeah. something ridiculous. And Turn into a master. builds your skills, so you're awesome. And, yeah. But, yeah. The, I mean... I don't know. It seems like the dad started to kind of soften up a bit at the end. It's kind of they never really address it. Uh, they never really address it. But the dad is slightly nicer to Takumi by the end of the movie. You feel me? It was it was funny, but it was it was it was it was enjoyable. I think, but I think that's pretty much the only thing I that I I watched. I try to watch a lot of stuff, but I end up like falling asleep. Should I even ask how old how old these kids are? They're supposed to be seventeen ish. I'm guessing. <sighs> I'm guessing. I th- yeah, I think Takumi's are the seventeen or eighteen, something like that. Wait, um, three and five. He's eighteen. Yeah, because he's been delivering for five years and he started when he was three when he was thirteen. So yeah, he's eighteen. And they should all be around that age too, but they don't look like fucking eighteen year olds. Just like an anime, just like Bro, an anime. Grappler Baki is the worst. Grappler Baki is the Yo, worst offender. Those, of that. Have you ever seen um, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Yeah. You know they're supposed to be teenagers, fucking big ass, swole ass Josuke, bro. That's just ridiculous. I was like, ridiculous. I'm sorry, what? That dude looks like he's thirty two. I don't know what is. I don't know. That's a weird thing, cause like they don't look like. Anywhere near kids. No, not at all. Like, a lot of times, if it's not specifically set in a high school, I forget that they're teenagers. That's probably why they set that shit in high school. <laughs> well, just got to be part of it. Because, yeah, I, I, I never realized how old, like, Cloud is is really young. Like, he looks like a, a generally grown man. What is he? He's I, like 17, right? Um, I think. I think when he joined soldier he's 17 okay so he's probably like 20 something yeah he's in his early 20s yeah that's what i'm thinking yeah it's been a while my timeline is off on a game yeah i mean even now they don't explicitly say it in the um in the game but well at this point they can't say too much about how old he really is because there's some shit in the background that you don't know yet yeah there's a man they they did a really great job of um modernizing the storyline to include like crisis core and all of that information nice yeah but it's just it's just hinted you know what i mean like they don't because at this point you still don't know but anyway yeah that's pretty much what i've been doing as i said since last episode been pretty much non-stop final fantasy final fantasy 7 remake so um I'm just going to go off in that. This is going to have some spoilers in it. It's going to be a whole lot of talking. So I think I'm about two-thirds of the way through the game, I want to say. Okay. How, um, long have you been, how long have you been playing so far? 28 hours. That's really good. That's not bad. Yeah, no. It's, it's modern. It's about standard. Yeah. So if, if I get if I get 50 hours out of it, that would be awesome. Which um, Yeah, for sure. 
I would say it's probably low moderate difficulty playing it on normal. Um, there's definitely a few bosses that I've had to play a couple of times. So I don't think I've played anything more than three times. Okay, that's pretty so good. still pretty good. Yeah. Is there um, is there like a? Do you have the ability to free explore yet, or are you still just like a? Stuck? Okay, so the dungeons are pretty linear affairs. They're um, they feel a lot like Final Fantasy VII dungeons, to be honest. Okay. They do. Um, I've been hearing the music. The music is fucking awesome. The music is amazing. The yeah. graphics are amazing. 10 out of 10 on the music, 10 out of 10 on the graphics. Just, they knocked that out the park. Like, nice, they yeah. took the PlayStation 4 to to its logical limits, and, and it worked very well. Um, story integration, 10. Honestly, the only, I'll give my only two critiques that I could think of is a the episodic format because i know this is going to end and there's going to be so much story left which <laughs> that's just yeah, what are you going to do this yeah. is the of the and, and also um it has some pretty typical um anime i mean not anime uh role playing game uh moments where it's kind of just long and strung out like you, you hit a you hit a gather quest and then you get to go get the kids quest and then you get to go you know take the items to the item store quest and it's oh, like all right quests. yeah like what are my like really guys hey man you're the I know this delivery the game, boy but come on <laughs> gotta go deliver that shit so you can get a high potion especially because the combat is so amazing nice um I only encountered one boss that really kind of pushed it in terms of it's not, um it's got a lot of action RPG elements, a lot of movement. And so one of my main issues with that is like bosses that just do rampant AOE yeah, uh, zone hazards. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, you can't stand here. You can't stand there. You can't stand there. You can't stand there. You can't. And it's just like, really? Okay. <laughs> so I can't stand anywhere. Can I move, can't man. heal myself through. No, it's not even like there's definitely like this boss had phases where it's just like, don't even don't even look at the boss. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Like go run around and dodge all this shit. <laughs> Handle that on some raid boss status. And then once he's done doing that shit, then you can come back in here and play around with that shit. Like it was, it was, and I don't like that. <laughs> I didn't like that in 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 MMOs, and I just generally don't want to see that in my action RPGs. But it was not like super prevalent. I got through it. Um, occasionally, if you build your team to do it. Um, you could play keep away where you just, okay. you run around and do triage and keep everyone alive and buffed. And then the, um, you let the, uh, the AI handle the chip damage. So I'm chip them down because <laughs> you could survive for a significant <laughs> amount of time. Um, if you're just manually handling all the healing, um, you can set up materia. The materia system is really cool. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to go too like deep into the mechanics of it because it's all in the tutorial and it's all relatively generic. It's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not poorly implemented. But yeah, you've, we've like seen it before. You've, you've done this before. Mm, I promise. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I like the way they implemented weapons. So when you get a weapon, 
you pretty much have it in your inventory for the entire game. And that weapon, you can invest uh, points into it to, to power up that weapon. And each weapon has like a general theme. And so like Cloud has the Buster Sword, which is a well-balanced um, attack, magic attack weapon. He has the um, the Iron Sword, which is a defense weapon. Okay. Um, it's so it boosts defensive stats. And the nodes on the, the grid for that weapon have more defense-oriented um, oh, themes to them. I kind of like yeah, that. So and you can kind of specialize your cloud for the combat scenario. And, and it's interesting because even though I, I doubt that I'm ever going to really get to control and switch out my members of my team, it's interesting because... Like you could have, if you like using Aerith, Aerith, you could set her as party lead, um, control her most of the time, and then set up your cloud to do like auto provoke and tank. Nice. You know what I mean? Or you can have it. Uh, you can have him set to be super aggressive, and then Barrett is a ranged tank, which I which I thought was really cool. So I have my Barrett set up as a tank, even though he's never in my party. So I. <laughs> Having to, he's you know busy, I mean? man. He's got shit to do. Which it, it it's, I don't mind because all the characters are generally fun and interesting to use. Mm -hmm. But it sucks when you want to play with a, a certain party comp. Ah, okay, yeah. So you won't always have a mage in your group, even though in this game, magic is very unwieldy and also hits like a fucking truck. <laughs> like it's not, it's not easy to excellent because you have. So your your ATB gauge fills, you can store two charges, and then you use that to do pretty much anything. Whether okay. it's an item, will use a charge. Your magic will use a charge. Abilities will use one or two charges. Um, summons will use a charge. Limit breaks do not use a charge. So you can you get your limit break and it's available. You could use it right away, even though I highly recommend, especially if it's a damaging limit break, you save it for the stagger state. Um, so you can pressure... Uh, you can build up the pressure gauge on an enemy, and once it's filled, they go into stagger. And when they're in stagger, they take extra damage, and that is when you unload on them. And being strategic with that is the key to victory on a lot of a lot okay. of. Um, what summons are there so far? Um, I have so I got the the deluxe edition. So I had um, the cactar from the DLC. Okay. Um, I got Ifrit through the story. Nice. Uh, Ifrit always looks fucking beast. Oh yeah always um you got chocobo mog was one i found that's in a dungeon that's pretty standard um oh yeah 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 yeah. that's right that is like the first first one mm -hmm. you get and then shiva and fat chocobo are ones that you fight through um a shinra employee that you meet that nice. is collecting um information on monsters mm -hmm. and so he's trying to undermine shinra so you're helping him collect information, and he develops new materials. And um, <clears throat> I loved what they, how they did the material system. It's reminiscent enough of the old one system, but still kind of streamlined for for this game. Excellent. Um, so it had so you have like the purple material does uh, like various like actions, but not commands. So like. There's a, a purple material that says when you dodge, your next melee attack will uh, perform a ranged attack around you. Okay. Shit like that. And then there's yellow material that adds an actual command, like assess, which is scan, steal, things like that. 
And then you have blue materia, which will modify a green materia. So some blue materia will give you resistance to the green materia, will add the green materia's effect to your weapon, mm -hmm. things like that. And then the green materia is going to be your standard magic. That it's makes gonna be sense. Fire, healing, Asuna, all that stuff. So yeah, the 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 materia system is well done. Um, yeah, the materia slots like, are the same. You it's have, pretty, yeah, they seem pretty similar too. Yeah, you have slots. Some of them are linked. Linked slots can be used to, you know, to um, add effects with the blue materia. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, it's just it's a really well not too in depth, but in depth, but uh, varied enough to be interesting system. Uh, combat. I mean, it's integrated really well. The menu system, so pretty much it's active live. It's um, like action RPG style until you get to uh, a point where you want to use some um an action with your ATB gauge. Mm -hmm. At that point, you hit X and it brings up a menu, and then it kind of slows down. And it's it's cool. It's pretty much just aesthetic though. Like pretty much it's paused. <laughs> the slowdown in the background is it, there's nothing actually happening and you get to choose your your action and then it, depending on the action it'll have uh like a short delay when it when it goes off i've definitely died several times to trying to cast the last minute heal like you click it and just as they put their hand out to cast the heal the nigga hits you bam right in your face you could that, that is definitely a thing so be careful that be sucks. wary yeah you know, like, don't cast the heal like either. Casting the heal. Yeah, either if you're being attacked or you're already way too low on life, have someone else cast the heal. You know what I mean? And that's actually really in, um, well done, how you you control your, your, um, your teammates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, uh, so pretty much either you can, when you bring up the menu to, to, use, uh, to use an action... You can use the L2 and R2 trigger to cycle to your um, your companions to give them commands as well. Mm -hmm. And um, pressing up and down on the D-pad will actually switch you to that character so that you can start to perform actions. And each of them plays very differently. Like Tifa um, has very fast, you know, melee attacks. Yeah. Um, she builds ATB very quickly, which is good because you need ATB to also cast magic. So... You can like pepper them with weak melee attacks. Um, well, this is just one of her play styles is you can pepper them with weak melee attacks and then build up ATB very quickly and then build her with all magic attack and just pepper them with powerful magical spells. Um, that's one way you can build that's her. It's kind of dope. Yeah. And then to build up to make those melee attacks more effective, the, whatever elements you're using to cast, you can. Um, you can um, actually put like the uh, elemental uh, elemental damage blue materia that'll mm -hmm. add that element to your weapon, and then you could take um, that element and also put uh, synergy. Synergy will cause that character when you're not controlling them to cast the junction the material or the the connected materia whenever the main character melee attacks. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So if they have, you know, if you have the ATB and the MP, she'll just keep casting that spell, you know, as a reserve character, which is super useful. Um, because they'll cast cure spells, but like auto cure 
is a lot better. Of course. They'll they'll do it a lot more oh, readily. Of course. You know. Yeah. You won't have to wait until you're critical to get it. Yeah. Exactly. And so it, the AI is decent. Decent. <laughs> um, it's definitely nothing to write home about. Uh, but man, cloud. So Barrett has is like a ranged tank character, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Aerith is a Aerith is actually really cool, man. They gave her a ton of. So each time you equip a weapon, that weapon will uh, has a unique ability that you can learn mm-hmm. through doing various uh, proficiencies, uh, proficiency um, actions. Whether it's stagger the opponent or um, use an ability and then use a normal attack directly after the ability. So Aerith has one called Arcane Ward, which is busted because I told you how like magic hits very strong. Yeah. And so Arcane Ward is she'll cast an Arcane Ward under the character and it's just a big circle. And once you're standing in it, attack magic that you cast will be cast twice. That's pretty hacks. Yeah. That's boy. Pretty hacks. So my thing is, is I love um I'll 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 like she has she also has um a summon familiar spell which is like summons a little um luminescent butterfly that'll attack your your targets or stuff but um i'll usually get that out early um just because you know style passive like damage yeah, yeah you gotta have passive damage just yeah, accumulating yeah, yeah, yeah. on a hoe and um and then i'll store up two atb and then i'll just boom you cast out your arcane ward immediately because you can queue up the actions very quickly one after another so if like you have two charges you can enter the first command, and while the other one is in its action going, you could queue the other one up so it just goes directly after. Nice. And, um, it's yeah. pretty efficient. Sounds pretty efficient. It, you know, it, and that's what I'm saying. It's like little things like that that create for little play moments, and then the rest of it with her, like, running kite. Get the, get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> Save yourself. Save yourself. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, Cloud, though. Cloud's play style so I, the, I I'm pretty sure those are the only four characters in the game I want to say um I believe red 13 makes a cameo mm. but uh I don't believe that you get to fight with them but um cloud man so he pretty much works in like a dual stance mode so he has operator stance and that's like where you see him he's holding the um the buster sword in front of him like in his classic stance when he's in the game mm-hmm. and um that he could dodge he could uh block you know he, he's very nimble he moves normally and then he goes into punisher stance where he brings this <laughs> bruh when he yo the, the gut style is that the one with the sword is on his back no that he lifts the, st- the sword up over his head so oh, he's holding nice. it with one hand over his head and said when he swing for in, in that mode he doesn't move like he he only creeps like he doesn't move very fast, and um, when he's blocking, any time he successfully blocks a melee attack, he immediately counterattacks it. Nice, bruh. And and like all of his attacks in Punisher mode, he's just he's just swinging like wide arcing. Like it's very visually <laughs> impressive. Like if I seen a nigga with a big ass sword like that swinging, that I'd be like, y'all niggas do this shit. Feel I'm me? Fucking out of here. Like I could, I'd be the worst henchman. Are you kidding me? I, I see Cloud one time, son. I see this nigga slap one nigga off the side of the tower. I'm gone. Yep. Gone. Feel me? Bro. There's no way you could pay me to keep fighting after this dude has beaten like 80 of us, bro. Oh. You think I'm going to be the 82nd guy that's going to successfully be. take him down? Crazy. Crazy. Man. So, 
I guess like that's that's all the combat and stuff, but the the game itself, just in terms of story, has just been so well well written. First of all, the dialogue is amazing. Totally like modernized the dialogue, made it flow a lot better, obviously made it fit to to to, to the scenes that were added and so forth. Mm-hmm. The voice acting top notch, but just you know, and, and they curse, but they don't curse in the hokey way. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just a whole bunch of just random, like, no, it's like, don't be an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they usually, they use the vernacular, you know, appropriately. And man, they just really nailed it. Like, I, I can't, I can't, like, really emphasize enough that, like, the quality. Um, one thing that wasn't really able to get in the original game was the the relationship between uh cloud and tifa and Aerith, and now in this one also jesse who the fuck is jesse so jesse is an anvil is an avalanche member <clears throat> who goes out on missions with cloud because tifa runs the bar mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she generally objects to most of the missions that jesse goes on because she's she's pretty much an engineer and arsonist so she makes bombs and blows shit up um she's not crazy in the head like that well i guess she is because she makes bombs and blows shit up but you know she doesn't seem like she doesn't act erratic like a junk rider or something like that you know like your typical yeah you know arsonist trope but um so tifa doesn't usually go on those missions and when tifa met up with cloud in in midgar uh, she kind of got him in league with with Avalanche, and so he started going on these missions with Jesse. And Jesse kind of developed his crush on him. And you know, Cloud is generally, and they did a really good job of just like in the beginning, he's really oblivious to it, kind of non, not giving a fuck. But yeah, like over time, problem. he saves her, she saves him. Like they actually show the growth, and you see like over the course of six, seven hours. In the beginning of the game, Cloud kind of grow into the, his friendship with her because I don't think that he loves Jesse like that, but he's definitely friends with her, and he's starting to entertain the idea that she has this crush on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now his his relationship with Tifa is is another one that's really nuanced because yes, there is there is a, definitely a romantic love. Or, or or attraction between them and it feels like it's mostly coming from Tifa's Tifa. side mm-hmm. but and that's typically the case like yo cloud stay oblivious man yeah that's, stay attracting these that's hoes that's the trope of his of his character Bruh, for sure all the bitches and i yeah. mean they they look amazing the, the the models for these characters just look amazing trope i mean cloud has the shonen main main character trope which is like he attracts a harem of women who he has no interest in yeah and the funny part is is that um in the Don Corneo scene, like <laughs> he gets, they 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 dress him up as a girl, and like it's a running joke. Like, yes, I know they killed it. I look great, thanks. Because <laughs> everyone's just like, but Cloud, oh my goodness, <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. It's like, yeah, I know, nigga, I'm fucking beautiful. Leave me alone. I know. I know. I killed it. You I kill me. everything. Exactly. That's what I do. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like. His relationship with with Tifa is is very like it's very relatable 
You know what I mean? They grew up together. And so he's made certain promises to her. And so he's trying his best not to confuse that with like love. Like, listen, I promised you, yes, I was going to take care of you. You know what I mean? And I want to come through with that. But she... I was a child. Well, in the, in the absence of, of parents, I feel like she held she held on very deeply to Cloud's promises uh, in the absence of her parents. And so when he left to go be a soldier and she went to Midgar, she held on to a lot of that. You know, it helped her, I don't know, motivate her to to do the things that she, you know, getting involved with Avalanche and all that stuff. Right. But, um... They have a super engaging relationship as well. And then Aerith, man. Like, I never quite understood why people were so, like, enamored with her character. Yeah, I've never liked Aerith. Dude, like, honestly, like, she starts out as the really annoying little sister character. And, like, (laughs) totally becomes, like, yeah, you're annoying, but I fuck with you hard. Like, nah, you can ride every time. Like, yeah, I know you're going to annoy me, but it's all good. Because in the end, like, she has just this certain kind of magnetism to her. Like, in the way she's animated and the the, the voice actress did a great job of delivering her lines. Like, yeah, she's just this kind of purity in this slum environment where she's always, like, you know, upbeat and trying to do the right thing. Like... It, you can see it wears on on cloud because he's trying to be stoic and yeah. hard lipped about everything, yeah, and she's just sure. like, "It's all good." Like it, like there's one point where he's at our, at Aerith's house, and her mom tells him to leave over, uh, you know, during the night and don't come back. And Aerith already knows that her mom's been doing this to all of her friends, which is why she's always alone. And so he leaves, and then, like, she just shows up at the tunnel like, nah, nigga, I knew you was leaving, yo. Like, what do you mean, what am I doing here? I'm waiting. (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. It was just a really endearing, like, interchange between them. Like, oh, okay. And so I liked it because you saw Cloud as as, you know, stoic as he is. He actually has three extremely compelling, diverse, like, relationships with the, the these three female characters. And it's, it's very rare. Um, Tifa and Marlene's relationship, super endearing. Just like, yeah, they really, they killed it, man. That's what's up. I, 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 was, I, I, I can probably go on. And I think I'm only, as I said, I think I'm only two-thirds. I'm on chapter 12. So, um yeah just it, it's really been been a treat you know what i mean i'm glad it lived and i could just be still high on the hype you know what i mean because hype hype <laughs> nah, is yeah, final fantasy 7 was an amazing game you literally have to like uh, shit the bed to fuck it up you feel me it's like you had the a master template to work from in the beginning i'm so, so excited to see because <laughs> like like bruh sid we got dragoons yep in the next game. Yuffie, we got ninjas mm-hmm. in the next game. Man, you know how excited like that's I Don't get your excitement up too much though, because those games ain't even out yet. No, they're not out, but they're they're they're, they're coming. <laughs> of you course. think the Roni could stop that? No, not no, at all. Right? No, right? Okay. That that is not at all what I was implying. 
but um yeah man because oh, this game isn't even done yet and these four characters are amazing i'm just interested i i i, I feel like it's so re uh, refreshing to be able to trust them to be like all right cool you can make good games now i don't have to worry i could just say hey i'm looking forward to the next game you know what i mean like as they they're not gonna make a worse game than this right <laughs> I mean, gonna... it's very look when you put the bar that high, it's super easy to make a worse game than this one. Yeah. And it's and just, I don't know. The The reason why I have faith in Final Fantasy VII is because they waited this long to remake mm -hmm. it. It's not like a Final Fantasy remake is not a new idea. You feel me? It's not know. even a 10-year-old. It's, well, it's probably, yeah, it's probably, it's older than 10-year-old. It's an idea that's more than 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And those guys specifically held back from doing it because they felt like they couldn't do justice to the game. That's why they didn't want to attempt to do it. Mm -hmm. So when they announced that they were actually going to do it, I was, like, really, really surprised. And so, you know, I'm not, I am not at all surprised that it turned out the way it did because this is not, like... This isn't your typical video game making venture. You know what I mean? These aren't these guys that make that game or the game that they're remaking. Mm. That game was a labor of love. And not only is it a labor of love, it is something that is hugely important and impactful to an entire generation of people. It set forth a whole bunch of things in motion. So understanding that pressure... And then still being able to like deliver a product that lives up to that. That's how you know those people are taking it, taking it seriously. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what's important to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everything else falls into place once I know that you care about the gaming experience and the fans first. It's all great to want to make money. I understand. That's why a, a, a gaming company exists. But to me, if you ain't making good games, don't even talk to me about gaming. Mm-mm. Uh -uh. Yeah, man. So, all right. I want to. I want to let that be the first half. I'm probably gonna do a, a wrap up. I should have it finished. You know. Once again, shout out to Carolina for letting me binge play as much as I did. But um, I probably won't finish. I might finish it by next episode. But if not, I'll definitely have it for a, a week from today. But um, yeah, man. Gosh, it's been such a great experience. Um, and as you can imagine I've been doing nothing but that, so I don't have a huge <laughs> docket of things to talk about today. So we're just going to run through them real quick. I think that we've already taken up quite a bit of your time. I hope that that, that was a, at least a substantive discussion on video games. It could uh, pique your interest, maybe dip your toes into Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's really easy. It, it It's really a great experience to to draw people into the jrpg experience and the final fantasy ip because it has a ton of action rpg elements to it it's got the graphical fidelity it's got great sound you know i think it's a it's a really quality um the story is top notch um so yeah yeah definitely if if you're listening and you're interested in the game take the time to play it it's worth it this is one of those games um i remember a couple of months ago i was talking about death stranding it's just one of those experiences that's worth your while you know what i mean um adults children and they did a great uh, job of balancing that as well making it um applicable to multiple generations but yeah um yeah let's, let's go ahead and move on uh man and just 
quick gaming news. The first MMORPGs are starting to report delays in patches and possible um, slowing down in in server maintenance due to coronavirus, uh, mainly because of graphical assets being so difficult to, to transfer between locations. Mm-hmm. Large um, audio assets, not nearly as problematic, but like, yeah, when a patch involves a significant amount of graphical upgrades or additions, it becomes difficult to implement remotely. Um, so yeah, uh, I hope that so the 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 first MMO to state this is Final Fantasy fourteen, and I'm not sure if WoW or Guild Wars or any of these other ones, but I think Guild Wars should be fine because that's Korean and uh, they've already stabilized in South Korea. So if they haven't stopped yet, then they they should be fine. Um, it's not going to get. I don't think it's going to get any worse for them. But yeah, if if you think that you're, uh, you know, there's an industry that's not going to be affected by this, probably think again. You know, most things are going to have some form of delay. You know what I mean? Some form yeah, of for sure. yeah, and we uh, some form of uh, maybe, and 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 what I'm hoping is is that. For manufacturing, it doesn't um, cause non-completion of orders. You know what I mean? That's yeah, that that's sad. something that that people have to be be aware of. Is that you know, even the things you think have nothing to do with this, they they could have some input that comes from you know some place that's being very heavily affected by this virus. And so, you know, just keep your keep your eyes and ears open for things like that. Um, <clears throat> On some social topics, I want to give a shout out to Cornell West for maintaining some form of moral and intellectual uh, consistency by not jumping on the Biden train as soon as, as everyone rallied behind him because he clearly has as many issues as, as Trump does. And there's, there's far too much crossover when it comes to things like sexual assault allegations, when it comes to things like uh being uh lying about your your record when it comes to things like you know being on the the obvious downturn of mental acuity you know and that's just my nicest way of saying they're both retarded um should i just kept stuck with the euphemism i shouldn't have been gone and <laughs> But it's like they, they, you know, there's too much crossover in 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 Trump and Biden in areas that are just fundamentally fundamentally unacceptable to a real progressive. Um, and so yeah, you know, Cornell West is 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 standing strong, saying, "Listen, Bernie Sanders was the one who was representing the ideology of the people. He was the one who was genuinely doing that." And, that is all that I can bring to bear. I can't tell you to vote for Joe Biden. I can't. I don't want Trump to win, but I can't tell you to vote for Joe Biden. And that's that's a moral stance. That's a principle stance to take. You know, you can't you can't just say you support someone because they have ideals that you support, and then just because everyone else says that they, they they're not riding with it, you can't just walk away from those ideals. You know what I mean? You could w- walk away from that person, but you can't walk away from those ideals. 
And so, yes, it, it's not Bernie or bust, but it's not I'm going to accept your your candidate who has flawed ideas and, and stands for nothing that I believe in. No, that's not acceptable. And so, you know, I hope that each and every person figures out within themselves what they're going to do. Because that's and, and, you know, I was looking at a conversation online and that's really what I've come to the conclusion of. It's like, do whatever you think is right. If you think voting is right, go fucking right ahead. If you don't think voting is right, go fucking right on ahead. If you want to vote for Trump as a protest vote, go right fucking on ahead. I, I don't care. And I'm not going to look down on people. I, I'm not going to look down on people for that reason. I'm going to look down on people who lie and who are ignorant. But if you honest, or if you're being honest with yourself and you're like, no, I don't believe that Trump is a good president, but I do believe that he will do X, Y, and Z for me, then right on. Go yeah, fucking I have head. way That's more respect honest. for those people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's because the thing is, is that he's objectively not a good president. Like that part you can't argue. But if your goal is just to get your tax bracket, um, um, to 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 pay less, then shit. I I mean honestly. And you're not alone too. There are a lot of people that do yeah. that fully admit to it. He went on TV and said you're retarded for paying your taxes, <laughs> and then people elected him to be president. Then I'm supposed to be mad at you for evading taxes? I don't know about that. I'm not like I'm always gonna hate Apple for not paying their taxes in America because they didn't pay taxes in America in a time when it was pivotal for them to do so. So I'm always gonna have but individuals eh, I don't know. I, I, that's they should pay their taxes. But I'm I'm definitely gonna say let's let's start with the corporations. If we can get the corporations to pay their taxes, boy, would that go farther than getting, you know, yeah, for sure. Like the little mom and pop next door. Yeah, you know, the little teacher's salary. Fucking you know, Erica down the Brown road. on the street. You know what I mean? Who's not paying her taxes because she's unemployed? I don't think that we're gonna fix the system by coming down hard on her. Exactly. But you know who will actually change the system? Microsoft. If oh, they yeah. paid their taxes, boy, oh boy. Them couple billions in dollars I, um, Apple has over in Ireland. And I'm sorry, but if the choice is paying taxes in the country where your business has started and makes most of its product, or Ireland sinking, buy <laughs> Ireland. Buy Ireland. Fuck you very much for I mean, sitting there I'm... making a tax haven. Like, you know, I hate that shit. When, when, when people, like, create a corrupted industry and then complain when their industry is being hollowed out and, and, and regulated, like, what the fuck? No, I don't feel bad for you. It's like I was watching this thing on Twitter where, where, where um, people were there was a, a financial analyst talking to a, a CNN news pundit and he's like, well, what's going to happen to the airline industries if we don't bail them out? And he goes, they're going to fail. And he goes, why should they fail? Because it was no fault of their own that the Roni hit. And it was like, yes, but it was every fault of their own that they created a company not robust enough to deal with something like that. So that is the byproduct of doing that. You fail. And then the next company knows better. 
But if you don't fail, then you, you pretty much encourage everyone else to make the same mistakes that you do. And so bailing these guys out is only reinforcing the, the corruption in the system. And they're like, yeah. and, and they're just looking at him with utter awe, like, but, but you're saying they should fail? And he's like, yes. <laughs> now, I still believe people like that are being fucking disingenuous, bro. Because as we've seen now, this is like, what, is this the third or fourth major bailout in less than 10 years that we've had? There was 2008, the finance and loan crisis. Mm -hmm. and, and then, then there, was, um, there was another one. There was another remember. one. And then there's there was this a, one There right was one for, for Bush. Yes. There was a dot-com. So, and in all of those, every single early. company that, like that... In most of those companies that got bailout, mm -hmm. they just spent that shit on stock buybacks, bro. Absolutely. So it's like, no, anyone who's... Especially I, anyone... I, 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 Rico, see, that, that's the fucked up part. Because their CEOs made a killing. Exactly. <laughs> they didn't just buy back stocks. They paid their CEOs. Precisely. So at this point, <laughs> you know. can't get on TV and pretend to me like you don't know or understand why they shouldn't get bailouts. That, that shit was blowing You're my getting mind. paid by them to say that. That's what I'm coming from the at CEOs that point. CEOs were making millions. Millions. Exactly. So how much money do you think it costs to buy you a fucking talking head news anchor? It's actually, um, <clears throat> if you're like in a big city, it's like 35 grand, but in like, I mean, not Kentucky cause Kentucky's, yo, I don't understand. You know I, mean? I need me one of them but, jobs to just go on TV and just be like, I don't understand why people are so mad at the president. He's doing such a great job. That's, that's what I want to do. I want to get one of the jobs where I just go on TV and pretend that I have no idea how everything is so terrible. Bruh. It, it, and it, it, it's definitely willful ignorance at this point. Oh, for sure. It's got to be. Them niggas is paid for that shit, bro. They're, they're getting paid for that. By <laughs> would have pretended to be like he doesn't understand bailouts in 2020. Okay. Shit. I don't even remember how we, we got on there. But um, look, uh, Bloomberg, Bloomberg's uh, campaign firm is looking to take over the biden campaign help him take it home to be fair what the fuck was the difference now mind you this is the man who was slaughtered by the fifth place finisher the man who was decapitated by a twitter monster <laughs> like and and I, I love ben dixon to, to death but like he's not a news pundit he's not a journalist and the fact that he he could mobilize his 5,000 Twitter followers to, to just totally inundate the, the Bloomberg campaign with, with facts of what he says. That's crazy. Like, come on, Bloomberg. I thought that you, I thought that you was really working it. Like I thought you hired the staff, but then you know what the thing about the Bloomberg staff was, is that, and by the way, I, I what staff is his firm using to, to to um, to promote the Biden campaign if he if he does this because he fired them exactly the, the, that was just a month ago we talked about how he let them all go mm -hmm. so I don't know man like the Democrats are perpetual losers like I absolutely do not <laughs> identify as a Democrat anymore uh, the Democrats silly. are fucking trash league like literally. They're they're like they're trash league. Like they definitely yeah, they're repeating the exact too. same mistake they did last um last election. They cycle. just do dumb shit. Like why would you let Bloomberg influence 
fucking Biden's campaign as if he's not having a hard enough time. Because <laughs> like, they're all the same. They're all working together. Filming ridiculous. Well, it's because Biden's campaign has no money. Biden's campaign has no money. No one's no one's donating because this is the thing: is that if you're a private Democratic donor, why would you give money to the fucking nominee who is propped up by the establishment? They're paying the money. Why do I? Why am I giving him money? He don't need my money to win. Yep. He's got the he's got the establishment's money. And if you're if you're a small with money donor. You ain't giving no motherfucking money to Joe Biden. Definitely not. And so uh, he's got no financing. And he's about to go up against Donald Trump, who gets the most free media (laughs) of any person ever alive. And like he's the number one person in this world, media coverage in terms of free media coverage. I told you, man, Donald Trump made a wish to a genie saying that I want to be the most famous person ever. Phil, man, that shit is widely coming through. But it's just, I, I only bring this up to say this is just a, a, another signifier that this Joe Biden campaign is a complete and utter travesty. It's a complete and utter travesty. It needs to, I, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted. I can't imagine that they're running this guy. And I can't imagine them taking it from under him since he's a presumptive nominee at this point. It, it, it's going to be. It's going to be an interesting show, to say the least. Remember what I said ages ago when uh, uh, Trump did the investigation into to, to the whole Ukraine thing? And I was like, that's odd. They haven't even announced any nominations yet. Why would he be going after Joe Biden specifically? Does he know something that we don't know? Yep. Hmm. But hey, you know. Coincidences, I'm sure. Uh, that It is wild. It is wild how how blatantly obvious the 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 chicanery is. It's just it's whatever. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's nothing that that we're gonna do about about it on that level right now. It, it's until we have communities strong enough to make a difference. Our vote ain't gonna do shit. Our our vote ain't gonna our vote isn't gonna isn't gonna sway the the general trajectory of any of what they're doing. You know what I mean? And so that's why it's really important I say this every episode, do something locally, make your community stronger, make it so that when you vote, you're voting with the power of a group of people. You know, the it, strength in numbers only applies to voting. Only applies in an atmosphere where where that's respected. And so, with that being said, ignore. It, 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 I, I just I, I have no idea how how you can engage truthfully with this current elect uh, national election that's that's coming up. But um, yeah. Um, We'll wrap up on some real morbid shit. Uh, we'll go from the police brutality striking left and right. New York, Kentucky, Virginia, Florida, um, Florida, all, all like several cases of videotape uh, incidents of police manhandling people because 
they are either in public or on public transport without a mask. And so this is why I was saying early in the episode that we in martial law. The police, if the police can beat you up for that, that just is just there's there's no more pretense of you have the right to move freely with some semblance of of autonomy. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. And we gave it up to the Roni. <laughs> and I hope that I hope that everyone who pushed for it is satisfied with the outcome. Because before you hand over rights to an authoritarian regime, I highly recommend you secure how the fuck you're going to get them back or else you will not. And we won't because we didn't. And so that's going to that's this this police brutality thing is only going to get worse. And we're going to have to go through four more years of it and then hope that the next person tries to start to roll back, roll it back or else it's going to get even more deeply entrenched. I disagree. I don't think you should hope for it. I think you should actively work towards it. I think that's why we're in the situation we're in right now. There's no point in hoping or hoping things to get better. You have to actually do something to make things better. Because guess what? The people who are destroying the country, they're actively getting up every single day. But there's day nothing that you can do to get a candidate better. there. Like, what do, I mean, what are I'm you not proposing? saying about... I don't have the answers. I'm not oh, saying okay. I have the answers. I'm just saying that... Approaching the situation from I hope it gets better. I hope we do something. Oh, when it to comes to the better, candidate selection, that's fine. Is... I don't, there's nothing wrong with hoping for that. I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> when you're on your street level, yeah, do something about your neighborhood. You know what I mean? Do something about how people are supported within your local. But when if you can't, all you have as a person with a couple of shekels, all you can do when you look at national politics is hope because it has nothing to do with you. It literally has nothing to do with you. Like, it, uh, there's well, no just, amount hope, of people. Hope is effective. There's no amount of people. Because <laughs> Bernie Sanders out fundraised Joe Biden like 10 to 1. Don't matter. Joe, uh, Bernie Sanders constituency. Hey, man, I thought you said you were going to try to uplift matter. the people in the times of the roadie, man. Did I say that? <laughs> yes, you did. I said that like, how long ago, like two episodes ago. Yeah, you were man. like, I'm going to try to uplift the people. And you're like, there's no hope. You well, can't do this, nothing. That was back when Bernie was in the race. <laughs> back when we had hope. Oh, how times have changed. But I just... I just, when it when it comes to the national scene, there really isn't much hope to be had. Like I think that there's tons of hope to be had on the local level for sure, because especially now, where people are going to become extremely untrustworthy, uh, untrusting, they're not going to want nobody near them. You know what I mean? It's going to be small community type settings where people are going to get to to grow and interact. This is not gonna, you know, it's gonna be a while before everyone's comfortable with fully integrating back in and all that stuff. So now is the time where you can build a kind of social capital to be, you know, if you have the ideas and you have the the, the hitherto to do the kind of things to make the change that you're looking for. Um, but it's just a there's no shortcut, you know what I mean? And and a lot of people want to jump onto national politics because it feels like a shortcut, but it really isn't. The national politics are actually, it's a game for people who don't care about you and have no problems with presenting you with something that you'll never be able to achieve and telling you over and over, you should reach for that brass ring there. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. You can do it. And so, yeah, you know, all of that's to be said, something's got to be done about the police brutality. Something's got to be done. 
that shit's out of control because and then that's that's part of the dangers of atomizing people of keeping people far away from each other by distancing ourselves socially because you don't in that environment you don't have the solidarity to get a group of niggas to say all right cool you ain't gonna jump niggas on the bus no more because we're gonna have a gang of niggas on the bus gonna bust your ass if you do that shit that kind of solidarity doesn't exist in the time at Aroni. You know what I mean? And that's the only thing that'll keep people safe from the police. It's the only thing that'll keep you safe from the police. Because if you think that the police are just here to take care of you, well, then you must be white. Um, but if you're black or you're brown, you don't have that relationship with the police all the time. And so, yeah, you got to really start thinking about, like, what kind of communal solidarity can you come up with to, to protect yourself from martial law? But yeah, and then to wrap up, um, dozens and dozens of bodies in New York unclaimed, just dead indigent people, just being incinerated, or not incinerated, but put in the mass um, graves. Like, that shit makes me feel like, I feel like Andrew Cuomo's the kind of guy who would absolutely support an order that's just like, yo, we don't got the ventilators. If you don't, if you have COVID-19 and you don't have an address, you're going to die. <laughs> and that's absolutely something that Andrew Cuomo would support. And so I feel like a lot of those deaths are people who might have just been indigent. And like it's been shown so many times that I, that I you know, I've seen and I've literally spoken to people who are just like, yeah, no, I went into the hospital and they just gave me a diagnosis for COVID-19. Just I just told them that I had a I had a fever and they immediately diagnosed me with that and sent me home and told me to self-quarantine. I'm sure that some of those indigent people, they can't send you home to self-quarantine. So they just they send them home or they send them out onto the street and let them die on the street. And they do that knowingly. And I think that they would do that even if they didn't think you had COVID-19 because they don't have the room. They don't have the beds. They don't have the equipment. They don't have the supplies to take care of you. So, if I could, alternative? If, if so, if I say that you're dying of, of of something that's that's preventable, but I don't have the room for you, I'm liable. But if I say you have COVID nineteen and I sent you home to self quarantine and you die, that's your bad. You know, like I I could totally see them doing some fucked up shit like that because that's crazy that they have so many unclaimed bodies because just because you're homeless doesn't mean that you're completely shadow to the system that nobody knows your name like that's like that's not a thing i mean i don't know i can see that right now i i can see a homeless person dying and in the area of the quarantine no one knowing that the homeless person is oh i know but when they take you back to the morgue like when they because when, when you die like they got to take your body someplace you don't just you know what i mean because they don't have holes in the ground waiting for you they take you someplace where they store you and they put you into a fridge and stuff and in the process of doing that they clean your body and they get you ready to do all that stuff they like they have a way of iding you you know what i mean like even if you don't have a physical id you're gonna have some form of and they have dental records on most homeless people because new york did a really extensive program of trying to help them right but now so I, like, i'm not, what i'm saying like I, I can still see that in this time right now mm -hmm. how a homeless person can die and go unnoticed no no no. that's the thing it's like it's not unnoticed they're take they're finding the bodies but then 
they're disposing of the bodies without IDing them. Ah, and they're okay. saying that they're unclaimed. That's what you said. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see what you're saying. Yes, that does have that has happened. I mean, that happens in. Kind yeah, of like I just misunderstood setting. you. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Um, but the they're receiving bodies and they're just not IDing them. They're choosing not to ID them and putting them into into our marked graves, and that's and that makes it even more difficult if anyone was to try to. Um, do some background research on it and say, hey, what's going on here? What's going on with that? You know, can we do some statistics on on the death rates and, and what people were, were going through? Things like that. Can we see test results? They don't want people asking those kind of questions. And so, yeah, they just kind of dispose of them because they are, you know, they don't have the same ties that maybe a person like me or you might have where people might ask questions. And that's a real shame because... The most vulnerable among us, they're constantly being taken advantage of or just being left to die in the streets as if, you know, they didn't contribute for a significant portion of their life, which they probably did before whatever happened, happened in their lives that led them to be indigent. But <clears throat> yeah, that's it for now. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Hopefully I want to actually look for some good news because, um, yeah, there, there's actually been some, some positive news coming um, from the Roni, like uh, increased air quality, stuff like that. Um, but I want to look for some other things to, to talk about so that we can uh, try to balance it out. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's it for today. Thank you for hanging with me. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed that little Final Fantasy breakdown, so forth and so forth. Thank you for chatting with us. I'll leave you with a word. Oh, check us out on Twitter, like always. Um, I'll probably be up and running again. I haven't been tweeting as much the past couple of days because, you know, preoccupied and such. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll be back on it at home, Heron, um, on the Twitters. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can catch me on Instagram, Rico underscore G sound on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? That's where I be. All righty. And always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. And learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly do learn from. Talk to you guys later. Peace. Take it easy.